0: My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and strategic choices that all of us can make in order to be fully alive. In my conversation today with my dear friend, Dr. Tyler Swans, we are talking about cheering, not for ourselves, but for others, affirming, encouraging. What does it look like to be people who are willing to look outside of ourselves and cheer for other human beings. It's practical. It's inspiring. The stories that Tyler shares are really, really interesting and intriguing to enter into his story and to together think about how we can cheer for others. Enjoy. My kids always make fun of me, Tyler, because I'll sometimes take my baseball cap and flip it around and wear it backwards. And they're like, you're too old for that. But you (laughs) totally can pull it off this morning. So Tyler, it's so good to be with you here and to have a Another fantastic conversation. Would you share our three words for today? Yes, they are cheer for others. Cheer for others. You know, As I thought about these three words, I thought this is the perfect conversation to have with my dear friend, Dr. Tyler Swans, because I have never in my entire friendship with you heard you self-promote. I have never been in your presence where you're talking about me, 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 cheer for me, I'm amazing, but I have seen you on so many occasions cheering for others affirming others encouraging others supporting others and and so i'm so glad that we get to sit here today and have this conversation because in an era of incredible self-promotion the ability to actually cheer for others is so so unique why is this topic so important to you personally
1: yeah i uh well that's really nice of you to say i uh I for some it. reason, I feel like uh, cheering for others is is where I feel best. I do feel best being like there for people and um, letting them know like, yeah, what you're doing is, is incredible. It's amazing. Like you don't have to feel self-conscious like you're doing great. And I think that goes back to, um, well, when I was in high school, I was a soccer player. I did musical theater. And uh, in their own ways. So like, wait, you
0: are both an th- a th- athlete and a theater kid? You know, I'm the total package. What <laughs> can I say?
1: Um, no. <laughs> so I played soccer. Um, and uh, when you played soccer, like you're out there in the field. Mm-hmm. It's like 90 minutes. And um, there, are, there are people that you expect to, to cheer for you. And basically, it's like my mom and my dad and they were there in the stands cheering for me and I could hear my mom yelling and my dad yelling at the ref. And like that was all <laughs> just normal stuff that I expected. Um, but uh, it meant a lot to me. Now, the weird thing that meant a lot to me as well are the people that cheered for me that I didn't necessarily consider a given. Mm-hmm. And one I can remember fondly. Um, I don't even remember her name. I only knew her as Mrs., you know, whatever. And, uh, but she must have been, uh, you know, just like a lifelong smoker. And I say that in the terms where she, when I could hear her across the field and she'd be like, go Tyler, go, go Tyler, go. <laughs> And I love that. I loved it. It gave, like gave me superpowers. Like I would just all of a sudden just like start doing all these moves that I didn't even know that I had, you yeah. know. Um, and the lesson that I guess that taught me mm-hmm. is that it's not just the people that you know are going to show up. It's the, also the people that are total, like, totally out of left field that show up for you. And this is not just like cheering you on when things are great, but it's also when things are crumbling down on you Mm. in your life yeah there's your your, there's your core people who are going to show up and they're going to be there for you and you know you expect them to be there for you and you and and you're thankful for that but then there's like the one or two three random people that you haven't talked to but maybe just heard what you're going through and decided to send a meal or send a card or give a call and you haven't talked to them in years for some reason like for me anyway like those people like Cheering you through those hard mm. times means a lot as well.
0: Well, and even on the soccer field, you must be very secure as a human being to actually shout. As yes. loud as you can through your grovelly smoker voice, right? Yeah, To shout for someone who is not your child. I mean, there's a tremendous security there. And I was thinking about this even as we were preparing for this conversation. Why don't we cheer for others? I think one of them is insecurity.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Because if I'm insecure and I feel like uh, a leaky bucket, if I can use that term, if right. if I feel like I don't have enough or I'm not enough, why yeah. would I – give value? Why would I yeah. affirm and encourage someone else? And so I love that story on the soccer field because obviously there's a tremendous security she had to be able to cheer for you. And I'm sure people are looking at her like, man, she's over the top. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we be over the top if, if the the product is to affirm, encourage, and inspire someone else? That's like, perfect. wouldn't that be a great reputation? Yeah. This person is over the top in cheering for other people and not self-promoting.
1: It's like if you have more than enough, of course you're going to give more than enough mm-hmm. to everybody else. And um, I feel like at the, at its core, you said it perfectly, like being secure in yourself, like that's, that's how standing ovations happen. Because like yeah. at the end of a, you know, I was, like I said, I was in musical theater and like uh, at the end of a show, like – It takes the first person to stand up. (laughs) Like you're like, I really want to tell these people that they did a good job, but I don't want to be the first person to stand up. Well, why, you know, are you insecure? Just stand it up. Mm. So that's how standing ovations happen is somebody who's really secure and, and more moved by telling them that they did a great job more so than their own insecurities. Like, that is, that's how that happens. And it's such a beautiful thing when it does, because, you know, when you're out there, uh, when you're on the stage and you're yeah. looking out and you just see black because you can't see everybody out in the house, you just see darkness out there. You don't know if what you're doing is is landing. Um, I can think of another particular parent when I was in high school, not my own, but another particular parent who just had the, the loudest laughter, like just pure joy. But like <laughs> I would, I would do the silliest slapstick joke on stage and I could just hear Ho, <laughs> oh. ho. Oh, from the back, from the far back. And I knew exactly who it was and where she was sitting. Love it. And uh, and I was like, wow, you know, what I'm doing, I don't even have to wait to the standing ovation. I know that I can keep putting myself out there and being vulnerable because someone else is, you know, sharing their joy with me and doing so from the darkness. Even when I don't know necessarily where they are, or who they're, you know, who it's coming from. I did. But, mm. uh, but it's just such an amazing thing. And uh, I think that's probably why I like to cheer people on is because a lot of people, a lot of people have cheered me on. For my entire life,
0: and you're you're speaking about performing in the darkness, and I, I don't mean to make this you know overly spiritual or mm. overly uh, think too deeply about this, but as I think about this idea that so many of us feel like we are wandering around in the dark, mm. and we're wondering, are we doing okay? Am I okay? <laughs> um, it, it, what do people think of me? Yeah. And to have folks speak into that darkness and say, "No, you're okay." Yeah. You're enough and you're doing awesome and keep fighting and keep trying. And even earlier in in our conversation, and I didn't mean to pivot too quickly, but you were talking about even in those those challenging times, those Mm -hmm. sad times, those times of struggle where people actually step into that and say, I see you yeah, and it's okay, and you're doing great Mm -hmm. and you're you're persevering and you're being persistent and I'm proud of you. Yeah, Um, that is is a different way to cheer for others but it's so powerful because i think we're all kind of wandering around at times feeling like we're in the darkness and like what do people think and am i doing okay and am i on, am i on the right path and so this conversation is even bigger than just cheer for others on the sidelines of a soccer game yeah we all desperately crave people around us saying you got this
1: yeah and i feel like when you need to be told you got this the most is when you there's no end in sight when you can't see the ending, um, when you are tired, when you feel like the energy that you have is waning, Mm -hmm. like that's when you need to be cheered on the most. Um, you know, I feel like in general, like there's a lot of metaphors that could be made for life and a marathon is definitely one of them. And I, have yeah. you ever, have you ever run a marathon? I have not.
0: The okay. most I've ever run is a 5k. Okay. That's and right. I did not do very well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a different animal, you know, running 5k, yeah. they're fast. Yeah. So yeah, it's a different animal.
0: Have you run a marathon? I've run one marathon. Okay.
1: And, uh, I've since vowed never to run one again. <laughs> Um, I did not do well in my marathon. You're so adventurous,
0: Um, too. So I'm curious. It must have been pretty traumatic. Yeah, it was bad. It was (laughs) really bad.
1: I run half marathons, but that is the longest that I can run. As it turns out, like 13.1, that's perfect for me. 26.2, that is just madness. But the reason that I bring it up at all is uh, Mm -hmm. there's one particular race that I like to do every year. It's up in Traverse City, Michigan. Um, it's called the Bayshore um, Half Marathon. And the way that the course is set up is the half marathoners get bust out. So we get busted out 13.1 miles and we start there and then we run back to the start. The marathoners, they start at okay. the start and they run 13.1 miles out and then they run 13.1 miles back. That's how that works. And so basically the, the marathoners... Uh, start just a little bit earlier in the in the half that we start maybe about a half hour after them. So as you're running, we're running toward the finish. They're running out and back. We eventually pass each other. Yeah. One of the most striking things that I recall from doing this race is that it's always the marathoners who are like cheering on the half marathoners.
0: Okay. Because they're I the pros, this.
1: right? They're amazing. Like yeah. I said I've done one marathon and it's not fun. It's not easy at all and I could never do it again. But they are so incredible is that they're going through their own journey. They could be absolutely focused on what they got going on and say like, I don't have time. I don't have the energy to focus on them. I have much more on my plate than they do. I'm working way harder than they are. I'm going way faster. I'm going in a completely different direction. Yeah. But no, they don't let any of those things stop them from like clapping and cheering us on and I'm like I've only run 3 miles at this point in time and, <laughs> and they've they run, run, yeah. they run like 16 or 18 yeah. and I'm like huffing and puffing and then they're okay. they're cheering us on. I'm like, "Man, like" what a cool example that is. And then of course, when they make the turn and many of them have passed are passing me amazingly. So they're like passing me, they're going to run a marathon faster than I can run a half. And they're going to, they're going to finish. And like at that point in time, it's up to us, the half marathoners when they are just dog tired to like cheer them on, to pay it forward, to like mm. return the return the favor. If, it, if as it were to like cheer them on and let them know like, Hey, like we're here with you. Now we're going in the same direction. Now we have a common goal. We're doing the same thing. Like, You got this.
0: The lesson there, Tyler, I can't help but bring it to light, is this notion that even when we're most tired Mm -hmm. and we feel like we have nothing left, Mm -hmm. if we exert a little bit of energy to cheer someone else on, Mm -hmm. it actually gives us fuel Mm -hmm. for the rest of the race. Because the tendency would be as I'm tired and as I'm weary and as I'm pushing mile 18, 19, 20 – The focus could be self-consumed. We could say, I'm looking at myself. I've just got to think about myself. I need to get to the end. But the more we look Mm -hmm. outside of ourselves, and and, and you model this in your life in so many ways, but the more you look outside of yourself, even in the midst of exhaustion and weariness and tiredness, and even emotional frailty, Hmm. we tend to find life by giving ourselves away. When we are more interested in others, as Mm -hmm. we often say, than being interesting to others, when we are... Looking beyond ourselves, which we talked about in another podcast episode, Mm -hmm. we tend to actually find life. We tend to think there's a scarcity mindset. We only have so much to give away. Mm -hmm. And so, and there's only so much that we can, that we can have. So I got to keep it all for myself, but you're talking about cheering for others. I'm just going to keep giving it away, give away, give away, give away. And then at the end of that day, at the end of the race, you have more energy than you could have imagined. Mm-hmm. That's what a, a great lesson. The great story. Tell me more. What else do you think? Yeah. About? I mean,
1: uh, cheer for don't, others.
0: Don't let me, don't get me wrong
1: too. Like it's not just the marathoners cheering. Like if you ever have run a race, um, when you, when you run the, the signs that people hold, hold up, especially the ones that say like, don't poop, like <laughs> free beer, <laughs> those are also helpful. It's not just, sure, you know, sure. that stuff, but the, the humor is great. Um, a, another time when I can think of, uh, cheering for others, um, probably one of the most beautiful times that someone has cheered for me. Um, I never knew who they were. I never met them. Um, but this is how I knew that they were cheering for me is, um, right after college, me and, and several friends, we hiked a section of the Appalachian Trail. And it was actually a section that started right around Pennsylvania. Some of our group got all the way to, uh, New Hampshire. Um, but we went through Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, you know, um, Connecticut. Uh, Vermont, and as you're going through there, like you are wet, you have gotten rained on, you have mm. blisters, you're carrying a heavy pack, you are malnourished, <laughs> you are tired, you know you haven't slept well. It's just like weeks and weeks mm-hmm. of this going on and on and on, and uh, there's this this thing that happens on the trail called trail magic, and okay. it sounds weird until I explain it. But the trail crosses over over streets. And people live on these streets. And as the trail crosses over the streets, there are sometimes um, coolers that people mm. would place there. And that's called trail magic. You open up the cooler and it's in there is all of a sudden like just a ton of Lunchables or like um, fresh oranges or water or a six pack of beer or whatever it might be. <laughs> like, believe me, like all of those things mean their own thing in their own way. But when you're on the trail, and you haven't slept inside or had a shower or anything like that in weeks and weeks Mm -hmm. and weeks, and you are just feeling weary, this trail magic, which is just the kindness of others, basically, who live nearby, know that there's going to be travel-weary you know, hikers that are going to be coming by. They're just dropping stuff off, Mm -hmm. saying like, you got this. I'm never going to meet you. I'm never going to run into you. I'm never going to see you, but let you know, like, you got this. We're here for you. We support you. And you just keep on going on your journey. And we're just here to support you. Like they're called trail angels uh, is, is what we call them on the trail. And, uh, and that's called trail magic. And it's just a cool way yeah. of, of, uh, of blessing others. Well, and I
0: love this idea of cheering for others, expecting nothing in return. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what you just described. I yeah. mean, they're cheering for others. They're affirming others. They're blessing others with no agenda mm-hmm. except for to be a blessing to others, mm-hmm. as opposed to, what am I gonna get back for this? Or who's gonna say, oh, you're such a great you know, person and yeah. you did this and that, is that to truly cheer for others is to throw that out there without expecting anything in return. Right. You know, I was thinking about this too, Tyler, You know, particularly in this day when it's pretty contentious out there. Our culture, there's a lot of um, contention, there's a lot of criticism, there's mm-hmm. a lot of frustration. I like this idea as well of cheering for your critics. Mm. You know, Those that maybe you disagree with or those who have been hard on you to continue to think, not just cheer for those that I love and I care about, but what does it look like to really cheer for those who maybe have been hard on you, yeah. who have maybe even attacked you? And I think, again, it takes it to that next level.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We tend to cheer for people who we think like us or we like, but even to be able to say, no, I wanna cheer for you, even though we're different, even though we disagree, even though maybe you've said some things that have been hurtful or harmful. You know, I just think this entire idea of giving ourselves away, lifting the morale of our communities, mm-hmm. but also of our country, um, if everyone was cheering for others, looking for the best in others, supporting, encouraging, all the stuff we're talking about, it could be a fantastic, fantastic Uh, major step forward. Tyler, I mean, obviously you embody this. Not only do you express it here on our podcast episode, but you embody this in your life. And I have been a beneficiary on several occasions where you have cheered for me. And I want to thank you for that. I do want to say to our listeners and viewers today, though, if you are here with us, thank you for joining the conversation. But I want to encourage you, both Tyler and I want to actually exhort you to think beyond yourself to not have the scarcity mindset, to to not be insecure, but actually say, you know what? I'm gonna actually step out and cheer for other people. We wanna encourage you today. There are probably folks in your life, friends, um, people around you that probably could use some encouragement right now. Today is not about you. Today is about them. What if every one of us identified just today as you're listening to this podcast episode one or two individuals that you can come alongside of and say, you got this. You're doing fantastic. You're gonna make it. Keep fighting. Keep fighting through the struggle you're dealing with. We would encourage you to do that because again, three words that could literally transform your life and the lives of others, cheer for others. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.